Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. And with me, as always, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. Not here. He is here. We're locked in, ready to go. Before we get started, Mike, though, did you see our post um, of our Spotify wrapped? You probably didn't. You don't have Facebook. I didn't post it to Twitter yet. Oh, okay. Up 120% from last year, Mike, on Spotify. That's, that's really late to see. Yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. So really appreciate that. If you are a listener on Spotify, really do appreciate it. Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't already, please go ahead and do that. Um, I know Spotify is really becoming the the it thing now from a, from a streaming perspective. So yeah, all the cool kids. All the cool kids got it, right? I, the, use the Apple, I use Apple Music because I'm not a cool kid. Yeah. But if you are on Apple Music, guess what? We're there, too. Give us a review, right? Make sure you're subscribing there. Um, the Spotify wrap's just kind of in right now, right? Going, we're getting towards the end of the year. Everyone's trying to check out their, their listening habits and all that good stuff. So we really do. When are we doing our best ofs? Our best ofs? What do you mean? Like like best of this year's. Like, do we ever do that? Every season, baby. Every every year. Every game. Or every, every, every no, episode. No, but like, do we do like our like top, like, like top five like wrestling matches of the year? Like oh, yeah. We should do that. We'll probably do that right around. Of sports. You know when like, we're going to do that? Like that? Christmas we? weekend. Because sure. Christmas on a Sunday, so we're probably not going to be able to record that day, obviously. Oh, okay. yeah, so we'll probably do our, our best ofs. Um, sometime that week. Yeah, sometime during that week. Um, we'll do that, but like as always, we'll always have the show every Monday 7 a.m. because we don't miss stuff here. I mean, shoot, I got married and divorced all within the same time. You still didn't miss a damn show, so that has, that's how that works. <laughs> but here we are, nonetheless. We have seen the transformation of a whole Michigan football program in the time that we've been we've been on yeah, the show. Yeah. So there's a lot there's a lot of stuff that's changed. Yeah, in a we very have not short seen the transformation of, of the Lions yet. Shut up! Why you gotta kick me when I'm down? It's fine. It's well, fine. You, I'm not down. I'm high. No, you were high. We're, you were pretty, we got back to Ben Big like Ten I'm good. I'm okay. Tomorrow's gonna suck, but today's good. Um, we got a lot of stuff to go over this week, though, Mike. We've got NXT deadline that we have to preview. Unfortunately, we've got some AEW news coming out as well. We've got some Ring of Honor stuff we got to hit on. Um, we've got some college football news, and we're talking some U.S. soccer. Um, and then obviously we're going to be doing a live reaction to the official final four that'll be at the end of this show uh, as of the time of recording. We're about a halfway from the actual unveiling, so we're going to hit a lot of stuff. So that's why we're not talking Michigan first because we're gonna we're gonna back end into that so we can have a live reaction for you guys for the college football playoff. Um, be the first ones out to give you that instant reaction for you tomorrow at, or at Monday, 7 a.m. So be ready for that. So if you want to skip past some of it, just go on to the middle of the episode. I'm sure we'll be talking about it then. But, Mike, let's start with NXT Deadline. This is the kind of the show that's replacing the day one show yeah. uh, for WWE. So NXT is trying to fill that void. Um, how many matches have been announced so far? Do, you, do, we, do we have three? Three? Okay, awesome. Yikes. Um, yeah, well, let's check to make sure that we're not we're not missing anything Wikipedia. else here see. wikipedia really gives me all my good information yeah it helps uh let's see matches no still three still three okay all right well okay so let's go let's start with let's start uh, with I'm this iron read. survivor challenge here okay uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna read through the rules cool. real fast i gotta Mike. find one quick thing so yes yeah go for i'm it. gonna read through the rules real fast so this is a new thing wwe's trying a new match type um presented a couple weeks ago by Shawn michaels who's like the gm or something of, of nxt now i don't really know uh, but here are the rules, okay? okay. The winner of the match um, gets a gets a gets named the Iron Survivor and becomes the uh, number one contender for the NXT Championship or NXT Women's Championship. There's going to be two of these on this show, a men's and women's. So here's kind of the layout: five superstars will compete in this unique 25-minute match as they battle each other and the clock. 
Two superstars will start the match and enter every five minutes. A new superstar will enter the match until all five are in the ring. So if you're the last guy in, are you just like at a massive disadvantage? 1,000%. Okay, that's kind of what I thought. Um, the goal is to have the most falls when the clock hits 25 minutes. So it's a hard 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, falls can be won at any time via pinfall, submission, or disqualification. When a superstar scores a fall, they will earn one point. Not to be confused with other things where you would get more than one for a fall, one point. However... When a superstar loses a fall, that superstar must pay the penalty. They're forced out of the ring and into a penalty box for 90 seconds. You guys with me so far? Still not done. Once the 90 seconds are up, the superstar can re-enter the match. So it's kind of a weird hybrid, like, championship scramble that they tried. Remember that? Like, in 2008, where, like, they did it, like, one time, and they're like, okay, this is weird. In addition to, like... Some like King of the Mountain stuff that TNA would do where you get pinned, you go to the penalty box for mm-hmm. a, a hot second, all that kind of good stuff. Um, I think it's a unique idea. I think when you have to have 85 things written out for the rules, I think it's going to be a little bit confusing. Yeah. I think I think I think the thing I would prefer for this match yeah. is if all five people just started. Started. I agree with you on that because it's like so or do, you, you or don't do the thing, first or do the them. stupid thing where like you can't do a fall until, until everyone enters. Because yeah. I'm like, what if like hypothetically down the line right you have a, a an idea where like a tag team mm-hmm. starts one and two right could one guy just like quickly pin you yeah technically three times right or two times before like mathematically because yeah. like you pin him penalty box come right out pin, pin him again him. and yeah. you're up two or three before the first guy even comes in right like right. like there's like weird. weird like rules now obviously they probably wouldn't do that but i'm just saying like that yeah. could be a thing but i just find it weird that like whoever comes in five Right is a huge disadvantage, and they haven't, from my knowledge, done any like. I feel like this would qualifying? be a prime, not yeah. even qualify. Well, they announced the four, and then right. there's a qualifying three way for the fifth spot as yeah. a wild card. Right, but like I feel like this is a prime opportunity for like two weeks of television to be like we're gonna do a mini tournament thing to determine, to determine who gets the five, who right. gets like to get the like you win this match, you get to come out first. Because it's technically an advantage to come out first. Well, it's like but it's is an, it an advantage? It's an you have to go yeah, yeah, maybe like, it'd be better to be like, I won the tournament, so I get to pick what slot I go into. Yeah. I don't know. And it's like very strategic. I guess like the idea of like it's like a strategic choice. Like some smart characters might be like, oh, I'm gonna go in right. one, so I get a one-on-one match. Right. But sometimes you might want to go in five to be if you're like the most fit, fresh. If you're like Braun Strowman, you'd go in five, right. kill everyone when they're tired, and then maybe yeah, get a get couple five falls. pinfalls, and you're like, okay, I won. Yeah. So I guess there's like strategy involved, and there's like I guess pros and cons from being like one and five. But I feel like more likely you want to be one yeah, or two. I, I it's think not it's... like war games where like you can't win yeah. in the early fall. Like you have to wait, so it's like right. it's much better to come in last than first because right. you're fresh. Right. Like in this one, it's like I guess it's good to be one on one, but mm-hmm. also you're probably not gonna beat them one on one in five minutes. Right. Especially if they're all like championship contenders. So maybe you want to come out five. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird for sure. But I guess that's why we're talking about it. So um I can appreciate the fact they're trying a new approach here, a different match. You know, they're really trying to heavily feature, like, certain guys, right? Like, you can see the people that are in this match, right? You've got the... Are like, the know. exact same people from that ladder match. Exactly. So, ago. it's like, they're really like, hey, we're really top-heavy here. So, I can appreciate the fact they're trying to get everybody on the card, trying to give somebody... Trying to give us, as the audience, something new to be like, okay, let's, let's check this out. Let's see how this works, right? Yeah. I just don't know how it's going to... Yeah. Go. I just don't know if it's going to... I think the one thing I do kind of like about it is I don't think it's going to be necessarily slow no. because the pinfall can happen at any time. Right. 
Right. It's like one of those where it's like yeah. you you have to watch the one on one. Like War right, Games, yeah, you, you have to start it from the beginning and watch the full twenty five to understand how we got to the end. Yeah, because I feel right. like like the War Games one we talked about last week, where it's like we could not watch the first twenty five minutes. Yeah. Wait until Reigns literally walked in, yeah. closed the door, and go. You could start the match right there. And you go okay, and now, you haven't really missed anything outside yeah. of a couple. Yes, yeah, like spots. some some spots or whatever. This one you actually have to watch from the beginning because like a quick roll up could happen in the first two minutes, yeah. and it's like. How how do you get that one fall if you wait till the fifth guy came in? Right. So like you do like, have. Oh, to watch. Carmelo Hayes already has three falls. What the hell happened? Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a bit. Yeah, for sure. I, I I'm interested. You know, we're gonna watch just because that's part of our job here. But also, I you know, it'll be interesting nonetheless. Um, I'm more fascinated. I don't see by who the hell is gonna take the NXT title off of Braun Breaker, because yeah. I don't see well, when that's gonna happen. So this match, yeah, we have the women's and men's one. So yep. That's fun. We have the men's one. We have J.D. McDonough, yep. Joe Gacy, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller. And then we have a qualifying match to determine the fifth guy. So that qualifying match is between Andre Chase, Axiom, and Vaughn Wagner. Okay. So take your pick of the three, and then you probably can take Vaughn or Axiom. I don't think Andre Chase makes it all. However, no. I love— I think Andre Chase is probably the pinball guy. I love the Andre Chase character just because— Did somebody say Andre Chase— Hilarious! I love the vignettes they do with the Chase University stuff. He's never going to win anything ever, but I just think the character's hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, but I think I, I think this one's interesting. I, I wouldn't be shocked if like a Carmelo Hayes wins. Yeah, if he's going to take the title. Yeah, or former NXT North American champion, like six times over at this point, right? You've got a lot of options. You know, they've got a lot of invested. You know, stuff invested in, in all the Joe. Yeah, four of these in guys. all four of these guys, really. But like the Joe Gacy stuff with their group. You know, the Rock's daughter's part of that now. Um, you know, and I'm going to ask you a question about The Rock here in a second, too, because we got some potential rumors coming out of that, yeah. and I'm not necessarily <laughs> thrilled about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of time right invested here. So I wouldn't be shocked to see the wild card, especially if it's Von Wagner or whatever the hell his name is. They got a lot of time invested in him. He's a big bastard. Uh, he's looked better and better as the year as the months have gone on. I really actually appreciate the climb that he's been on. So I'd be shocked there. I thought he was a perfect candidate to maybe take the NXT North American title, um, but they didn't decide not to go that route. So I don't know. I don't know what the plan is necessarily there. So interesting nonetheless. Yeah. I, I I really don't know who the hell is going to win this match. Yeah, I think, which is I, at least good. Yeah, I think it's fun, especially if Von Wagner gets in. It's like all five guys relatively have a shot at it. Yeah. So I guess it's not right. a bad thing. Right. Um, I'll, I'll take Carmelo Hayes because I think he's got like the biggest name value so far. Yeah, sure. And if you think Braun Breaker might lose the title at any point in the next like two, three months, yeah. I would say it's probably. I think he's probably guy. the most likely guy because he's already beaten Gacy, right? He just beat McDonough. Um, who else is in this? Uh, Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller's the guy they're high on, though. Mm-hmm. So he maybe could like sneak it out. I don't know. There's yeah. a lot of things. So I can't really pick yeah. a guy. So, women's side here, we have um, Kiana James, Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, and then the three way between Wendy Chu, Andy Hartwell, and Fallon Henley. Fallon Henley. So I, don't, I, I have wow. no idea who any of these people are. I'm not going to So Cora Jade's going to win. Yeah, Cora Jade's going to win. That's yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's kind of what I got from it as I was yeah. reading all this. Uh, Cora Jade's probably going to win this one and take on Mandy Rose. Probably good chance to beat Mandy Rose. Yeah, can't, I Can't wait so. to predict it until when it happens, but sure. someone's got to take that side off her because she's the champion forever. Yeah. But, yeah, so then they're going to do this women's one. So Yay. Go team. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And then what do we got? And then just the world title match. So we have Braun Breaker taking on Apollo Crews. Yeah, I think this match would be pretty good, actually, low-key. Um, you know, Apollo Crews is very under... I think his character development's awful, but I think his actual in-ring work is pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I think the problem with Braun's reign this entire time is I don't really feel like uh, the triple threat was the first time it really felt like he was in any real danger of potentially dropping it just yeah. by the nature of the rules of a triple threat match. I don't really see an instance where Apollo gets the win here. Um, it doesn't really make a ton of sense to me unless you're guaranteeing that Braun's getting called up soon. It is the start of the new year, so maybe. I don't know. I just I just don't see it necessarily. They need to figure out a way to add some some interest back into this title because it feels very much like, okay, Braun Breaker's champion. We've established him, right? And they did a good job of that. He's the guy. But it's like, great, now what? Like, you know what I mean? They have done haven't done enough, in my opinion, to really like, hey, let's – Take this to the next level. Mm-hmm. They just really need to time out NXT for a while altogether. <laughs> it's just not been good. No. But yeah, so that is your uh, deadline show. I would assume they add a tag well, match. Yeah, or, uh, sure. Like, and that's the thing, too. Put like the Creed Brothers on here because they're the well, one thing I, I like in NXT. The funny thing is about it, like, the tag team, like, the Pretty Deadly or like that, like, I like them as a tag team. They're a great heel tag team. They really are. They do a nice job. You know, um, you know Wesley as the North American champion, fine. You know, Cool. I, I, they have some. They have some talent there. It just does not. Fe- it just feels so overly produced, mm-hmm. and it feels very sanitary clean. Yeah. Well, like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like there's nothing. Everything they do feels very much like we're in a bubble. Yeah. It, like it's like ultimate COVID level mm-hmm. of like everything looks the same. Everything feels the same. There's nothing right now that differentiates one segment from another mm-hmm. there's not one feud that looks different than another feud yeah. it all feels the same yeah I, I i would say for nxt's sake and i don't say this ever because i yeah. normally don't believe in this right but this might be the one time i might go for it is bring some main roster talent to nxt yeah for just a little bit like yeah. even like like lower like like i wouldn't say lower but like even like a street profits for a little bit or yeah. just like teams that you're not using yeah. on the main roster primarily because alpha like, academy with a perfect team alpha academy yeah like just someone that you have a relatively big name for mm-hmm. who people know i just put them in nxt for just a few months just so like so people are like oh okay alpha academy versus the creed you know, brothers the other issue too is a little bit of what made nxt so good is that it felt like there was always new talent being introduced, mm-hmm. right? But they were people that we knew from the independence. Yeah, side, it just right? helped like, a lot. The, yeah, the transition hel- yeah. was easier. It helped that you okay, man. Kevin Steen's debut on. Holy crap! Okay, what's his name going to be? What's this like? Yeah. What's like because of the way they're trying to get NXT, and I and I don't blame them, right? Because there's only so many independent guys, right? I understand that, but at the same time you have to use the level of the nx of the independent guys that already have that name value that's why you watch the show while you're doing that is when you build these other guys a perfect example of that is like the street profits the street profits were not a known team they they were trained by w like they were brought in right and they had to work their way up but in the meantime you've got the Undisputed Era, working on top as the tag champs. Mm-hmm. But you allow the Street Profits to rub up against established talent, and then, oh, hey, what are the Street Profits? Hey, let's let them get over on their own. When you've got Braun Breaker versus Von Wagner for the NXT title, and you go, neither one of these guys really has all that much credibility mm-hmm. of why do I want to watch you? I wanted to watch Braun Breaker versus Tommaso Ciampa because I've been invested in Ciampa's arc, and I'm now interested in to see, okay, Breaker's the new guy. They've done nothing to follow that up, though, since then to be like, what? what's next? Yeah. It feels very much just like we're just kind of like floating yeah. and, and trying I, to establish people that are rubbing against other unestablished yeah, people. Yeah, and I think like a 
a really quick example that they have for literally like two or three weeks was when they had Ziggler to come through. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I know Ziggler. And right. he's in a feud with Braun Breaker. So I'm like, okay. So I watched both those matches. I'm like, now I know who Braun Breaker is. Right. Because he had a great match with Dolph Ziggler. Right. Like those kind of guys who aren't getting used. Yeah. Just throw them in NXT for a couple months, have some good matches and be like, okay, now I'm right. like, I'm there. Like I, I know who these people are. Because right now, when I see a match between Joe Gacy and Grayson Waller, I go, and I, I, I don't the thing, really it's like care. You, it's like you know who they are, but it's like, why is this match important? Why yeah. do I care? Mm-hmm. Right? Why is Joe Gacy the way he is? And I like Joe Gacy, but Joe Gacy's a independent guy. He's you know former CZW World Champion. I get it, but you have not established that person and made that. You have not brought in anybody outside of Braun really as a top guy. You went Braun Breaker's top guy. Okay, got it. I believe that he's a top guy. Everybody else since then. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make any – it's just, you know, yep. meh. Yep. It's rough. All right, let's talk uh, – what do we want to talk? Ring of Honor next? Yeah, we'll go, we'll, we'll go okay. straight to Ring of Honor because we kind of tie into AEW stuff a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we could talk about Ring of Honor. This shouldn't be called Final Battle. It should be called, called Rematch Central yeah, because oh I don't think there's a single new match on the show so far. And this feels like a really big missed opportunity by AEW and Tony Khan a little bit. I yeah. feel like they just were like, eh, that's fine. Yeah. We're just going to put good matches on and people will buy it. I'm like, I mean, I guess, but... Yeah. yeah. Um, so right now we have three matches. I think there was... was the show's match? next week. Yeah. That's what I don't understand. Like, what are we What are we doing? Like, is FTR yeah. on the card? Not, yeah. not on the card? I mean, they will be on the card, I assume. But I would hope I, so. But I'm waiting for that announcement. Yeah, yep. Maybe, I don't know. I would hope sure. so. Um... Yeah, so first up, we have the Ring of Honor women's world title match between Mercedes Martinez and Athena. So yeah, we can talk is, about why does this match exist? Anybody know? When's the last time Mercedes Martinez has been on television? <laughs> oh, right. Not AEW Dark television. Yeah, yeah who knows? Um, but yeah, Mercedes Martinez is going to win because she's I would, I would assume I so. I mean, for Nave, I would like to see Athena win. I wouldn't I think, mind it. Because I, I think I, she's yeah, good in ring. And that's like, fine. But, uh, give her something. Yeah. Especially Mercedes Martinez kind of like hurt still, kind of. Like, just give it to someone who's not hurt. And I think I think as a as from an AEW audience, at least Athena like fought for the TBS title, right. so people kind of know. Former like, WWE person. Yeah, like you, you kind of had know that headway. So if you're gonna try to get into Ring of Honor TV mm-hmm. and go, we have Ember Moon, Chris Jericho, FTR as like your champions going to TV. It's like I know who all those people are, so I'm invested. So yeah. I think Athena would actually be a good God, choice. I think television so bad. Let's keep going. Uh, next up, we have the Ring of Honor Pure Title Match: Daniel Garcia taking on Wheeler Utah. Haven't seen this match before. I'm sure you have. It's happened six times. Um, yeah, should be should be good. Should be good. I don't but, have any issue with it. It's just like, come on, like really, this is like. Yeah, are we just not doing Brian and Daniel Garcia ever now either? Yeah, like we're just completely. I mean, we, we did that one like six times. Too, I know, so. but at least this one we for the title. Like I feel like we could add a spin. Something. I don't. I'm yeah. sure. So, <laughs> so that happens. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go on a whim and say FTR is in a match with someone, but it's not I would hope so. Like, I, I, I would I would hope that we get them and um, the, the what are they called? The original the o- kingdom? Yeah, the OGK. The OGK. Yes, I would be David Michael totally Bennett. fine with I that. I think that would be awesome. That's a great match. Um, yes. And that would be a banger of a Mike match. Mike Merkel, Booker of the Year, 2023. Booker, yeah, just book me in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless something happens on this AEW that, like, messes with that for some reason. Um, I think you can go either way with it, either way. Depending, but we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, yeah uh, I would assume FTR should be on the and show. And then uh, I'm assuming Samoa Joe's also on the show somewhere. He might defend the title against Wardlow, if I had to guess, because that's their 
that's what they're yeah that's but like he's a rivalry defending thing. the tnt thing so i don't understand so i don't, I don't know it's like i'm really worried they're going to unify the tnt and the, the i know television in title a weird way and i don't like it yeah. i really don't I, you don't you need a you need that middle card championship for ring of honor yeah and then uh, the pure title is not it it's the reason why they went away for a while yeah and then the who are the six-man champs uh, Dalton Castle and the boys. boys. Yeah, they might also defend their title. Now this is a spot where I feel like if you wanted to, and you're gonna hate this, if you wanted to, give them just a little bit of a rub. Okay. Okay. Jay Lethal, Saddam Singh, and Jeff Jarrett. Sure, don't care. Open challenge. Come out, beat him in ten seconds, right? Because Saddam Singh's ginormous, right? How you know much I, mean? I how much I don't care about the Ring of Honor six man title. No, no, no. So but here's but here's my point though, right? Is is getting them a win, right, and having them hold something of merit, right? It allows them to keep building, mm-hmm. right? You allow Sodom Singh to grow. Jay Lethal's already one of the best in the world, right? Jeff Jarrett, Hall of Famer. It, I feel like you would add something to that presentation a little bit where you go, okay, right? Now once you see the Bucks and, you know, uh, Death Triangle finish their stuff out, okay, maybe we're – it just – I feel like it would make a lot of sense in a temporary solution to kind of – expose these three guys that you've been giving TV time to, it just feels like something you should be building off of. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe Jarrett's not, you know, wanting to do enough in-ring work. I don't know. Maybe. It just feels like to to get this big giant bastard over in Sing, I feel like you need to protect him. And what better way to do that than put him in a situation where they go over in five seconds and you're like, hey, they're the Ring of Honor six-man tag champ. And everyone goes, who cares about the tag titles? Yeah, but the point is is that now you've got some accolade attached to this guy. So when him and Jay Lethal try to challenge for the tag titles, it's it means something because they've accomplished something as a unit. That's just my, my thoughts. To add something a little more than just rematch, 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 rematch. Yeah, All this fine. stuff I'm sure is going to be good in ring work. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have any issue with that. It just feels like... We forgot Final Battle was, like, next week, and we're like, oh, shit, I got to put stuff on the card. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't – again, like, the six-man titles for Ring of Honor's sake. It don't mean a damn thing. They don't mean a thing to me. Yeah. So, like, if you want to do the Jeff Jarrett – I'm like, I don't I don't care about Jeff Jarrett nearly as much as you do. I love Jeff Jarrett. And you like Jay Lethal, too. So, like, I love I, I, that's, Lethal. like, your yeah. thing. I like yeah. – that's fine. I'm just trying um, to think of, like, a three-man group. There's also not, like, available. another, like – banger unless you did like house of black or something just came out killed them all and won right. the title or something yeah just Best to, friends just to give them like a title to hold yeah and, like did the uh, ring of honor thing but outside of that like i don't or be, or best friends is another one yeah. where if you want to give them a title to hold and do something um but other like i don't have like no i don't any other team that's, so that's why, why it's not a well, bad that's idea why i was right. like well let's use this opportunity right to build a guy who doesn't have a ton of experience right because he's beating the boys in, in dalton castle right the boys are generic dudes right they're not anything all that special so it's like you study you steamrolls them and you go oh that makes total sense right it's the one title jay lethal hasn't held in ring of honor it just there's a lot of things yeah, i feel like that clicks in yeah there. that works and then um main event jericho claudio again again for the third time i think i think jericho retains i, I don't see I, the i don't see a reason for jericho to drop the title right I, now. I don't either and Especially i think we're getting television it's really year. interesting because i think we're getting to the point too where i thought final battle would be where he drops it but if yeah. he doesn't drop it here it's like one of those like where like kind of like who takes it from him is a very interesting question you kind of get to i mean there are a lot of people you could have him take it from him but it just gets like interesting because he's like beating brian beats claudio When's the fatal four way? When's the fatal four? It's like there's a lot of guys down the. It's like that you beat yeah. now, where it's like there's not like a lot of guys on the list. Well, I, I mean, there are a lot of guys, but like not a lot of. I guys. I can see him time. dropping it on their first television taping. 
Yeah. If you, you want to start out hot, right? It's like, yeah. hey, do something fun. World title match. Jericho versus name a guy, and he drops it there yeah. to whoever. Big guy, I'm the problem is, is that you're not. You're yeah. That's it. You haven't really established anybody as the next guy. I thought Brian taking the title at full gear would have then leveraged a rematch for Brian Jericho. Yeah. I just don't know if they want to do that like a fifth time. But I like, agree. I agree. But I feel like at least would have added something to Brian's case, right? And then if you wanted a title change to go back to Jericho before they go to television, I don't know. It just feels kind of like, okay. Yeah. So Ring of Honor's... Maybe Claudio takes it back. I won't be upset by it. I just don't see the purpose, I guess. Yep. So, so Ring of Honor next week on Saturday. I think they're both at 8 o'clock, so choose which one you want to watch. I'll... Are they really? I assume so. I don't Great. know. I, have to, I can look, but uh, yeah, just, just look it up. Yeah, and I I would assume most people just won't watch Deadline if if I had yeah. to take a guess, but yeah, no. Deadline might be easier to Deadline's get to. Free. Deadline's free. Peacock, yeah. Deadline's free. Yeah. So <laughs> who knows? Okay, so talking AEW now for just yeah. a hot minute here as we're counting down minutes until they announce the final four, which is yeah. God, we're just like killing time for. Um, yeah. I have three things. Yep. I think would be fun to bring up here. Oh yeah, and this looks like a loaded. Maybe show, maybe even way. four. Yeah. Um, depending. So first thing. So they're doing the Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle yes. Royal yes. on Wednesday. A lot of this is going to be for upcoming Wednesday show. Yep. They're doing this Battle Royal thing. The annou- they announced only Matt Hardy, Ethan Page, and Ricky Starks. I think a really fun thing to do would be to give this to Ricky Starks and have him put it on the line mm-hmm. as like a ring versus championship thing. Yeah. Because you know how much MGF cares about it, but he's not going to be in it right. because he's the champion. Right. So Ricky Starks wins it. You know, or someone else can win it and then be like, if you want it, give me a title match, like something like that. Right. But I think like giving it to Ricky Stark, giving him another big win. Right. And then putting, adding some legitimacy to his challenge. Some, but because everyone knows that Ricky's not going to win the championship, no. at least like give him the diamond ring. They gave him the, the tournament. And it's like he, he's gotten some big wins. So when he does lose to MGF, it's not like, wow, they just killed this guy. Like he's gotten some momentum behind yeah. him. The only point. issue I have with that, and it's the issue I have with the premise of the diamond ring battle royal to begin with, okay. is that I don't know what it means. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not a clear indicator that, like, because MJF won it three times, right? Yeah, but he never got a world title shot because he won. Yes, the I would agree with that. Yeah. I think, I think in this very specific scenario, yeah, I think it's like because MJF did win it the three times, it's like his thing. Yeah, so he's gonna want the ring back, mm-hmm. and so he's like, hey, like, can I like give me the ring back because I won it three times and I couldn't be in this one because I'm mm-hmm. the world champion? And he's like, I'll put on the lot, like. I mean, he's already getting a title match anyway, so maybe it should go to someone else. Right. But then, like that other, say like Ethan Page won it. Ethan Page right. is like, I'll put it up on the line if you put up the world title on the line. Yeah, like I, I feel like that's like the thing right. that they'll eventually do to get MGF the ring back. Yeah, because they can't I, put him in the I battle foresee, royal. I, I don't know if he uses the ring anymore. Maybe I think he maybe just goes back. And maybe he just goes to brass nuts or something, yeah. so he doesn't care. But um, I just think it'd be an interesting like. Because what else are you going to do with the diamond ring? Well, as that's, you've said. And that's my point, right? Is that in, in my mind, if because you've now you need to establish this or something like that, where it's like this needs to be a launch pad for something, yeah, right? So I don't necessarily know if giving it to Ricky Stark, if Ricky Stark didn't win the tournament, and this was the determinant to determine who was going to face MJF yeah. at Winter's Coming. I would be in total lockstep with you. Yep. But because he's already won the tournament, I don't necessarily know of giving him another win if that does anything. But the yeah, problem is not. that I don't know what the ring does for anybody besides MJF because it, they've never made it feel like anything, anything. Yes, outside of its MJF's thing, right? Yeah. So, But that's, that's why, so, like, I yeah. guess, like, if you didn't want to give it to Ricky Starks because he already has it, yeah. if you gave it to another, like, uh, 
like an Ethan Page because he's announced or whatever. Yeah. But if you gave it to him and then down in a couple weeks for like their New Year's mm-hmm. Dash show or whatever, yeah. he's like, hey, like you want this diamond ring? Give me a world title match. We'll put them both on the line. Like because MJF wants the ring because that's his thing. Right. You know, like it's, that's kind of where I see it eventually going. Yeah. But I feel like it's weird a little bit too because I feel like this is weirdly timed to be doing this right now. Yeah. Because I almost feel like your your the logic behind it would make a lot of sense. But the problem is, is that because you still have not had this match with Ricky Starks, right? It's and, like a secondary yeah, second. It, but more so than that, it's a situation where, like, let's put it this way. If this was a couple months down the line, right, and say MJF was already in a feud with, with a guy, you know, named somebody, right, whoever, Adam Page, right, and him are already jaw-jacking a little bit and they're already feuding, but Adam Page has no right to getting a world title shot, right? Like, he's got no path. He wins the diamond ring, and that's how we get into a title match scenario with MJF is, hey, I got your dinky little ring, right? I made it into a belt box. Whatever the 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 shtick is, right? Where you're establishing why the ring means something, and then from there forward, you're establishing a new precedent. Because MJF won it three times in a row, and he didn't, all he did was just use it to win matches, but it wasn't a clear indicator. Hey, you win the diamond ring, you're now ring of honor number one, or you're the number one contender for the AEW title. It's a situation where it's like, in one case, it's interesting because where do you go with it, right? And I, I think you could be spot on and they just give it to Ricky Starks because it's like, hey, won the tournament. Now I got the diamond ring. Now I, just I got think, this. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think for the idea that, like, yeah. he's, like, no one really believes in Ricky Starks. So if you give him a couple really big, yeah. like, matches here in a row, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, maybe Ricky Starks. Like, you could. This also feels like a really weird person. I love Ricky Starks. feels like a really weird person time to be like hey let's put all of our chips behind ricky starks just for him to lose clean to mj <laughs> yeah it's, it's kind of unfortunate timing but <laughs> you know it's, I mean? it's weird to be yeah. like man i will say though like starting off your title reign your first fence could be a banger match with ricky starks oh yeah it's gonna be great for sure um okay yeah, sec- interesting yeah so second thing yep all right second of four because i decided we're gonna do four now um darby allen gonna yep. be taking on smojo for yep. the ring TNT, our tnt no. title yep. i think is very interesting because one as smojo holds both titles uh, presumably he's going to have a Ring of Honor match. Yeah. I think this one and one we talk about later could bear some interference that leads to the Ring of Honor final battle match. Yeah. Now, I, with who? Right. Probably I, Wardlow. I don't see but... Joe dropping the title this quickly. I think this is a a scenario where it's like, hey, Darby, you have an established TNT title connection, mm-hmm. so we need to give Joe a huge win over that. No, oh, 100%. Right? Like, I think he beats him, and then something like a Wardlow kind of comes out yeah. and does something. Because yeah. I do think they're going to set up for the Wardlow one for, yeah. for final battle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this match will be good slash, like, very interesting to watch. Yeah. Joe's work rate has slowed quite a bit. Yes, he has. Yeah. Um, third thing is mm-hmm. this interesting. So we talked about the possibilities of the seven-match series. Yeah. This is the in-between week between mm-hmm. – um, Yep. 2-1 one Death Triangle. It's 2-1 right Death Triangle. We kind of thought it might go 3-0. Mm-hmm. I do, act, like, retroactively, like, last week. Once they won, I was like, it's probably better, better. they did 3-0. Because then 3-0, they're going to win four straight if the Elite do win. Or if they just kill the Elite and win, like, four. Well, pull like, wings, lose, get down 3-0, get it back to three versus three, three and then, then drop lose. it. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of, yeah, a lot of that's weird. <laughs> I, I do think they're going to kind of take a page out of, like, Cavs Warriors, where I do think... Um, 
Death Triangle's gonna go 3-1, yeah. and then Kenny's gonna be like, God damn. Maybe, like, and honestly, maybe from a realistic perspective, if we're trying to go that route where it's like, are they really gonna be Death Triangle four times in a no, row? No, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. are you really gonna kill us? Like, kill the champions four times in a row? Right. Like, being three in a row, I think it's a lot well, more realistic. Well, because 2-0 feels like, hey, this is a must win because if it gets to three zero, it's like series is over. Every other sport, right? Three zero means series is over. It doesn't matter if it goes seven. And that's what the announcers were. The announcers were kind of like, they kind of need this one as like a buffer game to like get to right. seven. Like right. So uh, I think the two one was a really good idea. Mm-hmm. I think it'll probably go three one. I'll be shocked if it goes two two. Yeah. I'll be astonished because yeah. I'm like I feel like this no awesome like series in my mind has ever like two two right then more right. happens like usually it's like a crazy three one comeback or a team dominates four oh right. like never really two two and then like someone like wins the next couple like I, I feel like those aren't as like crazy and like they've never done seven match series so like if you're gonna do the one batch seven series you gotta make it like yeah. a crazy series and like a something so i feel like it's going to be three one i won't be shocked to see one of these matches and then disqualification loss for the death triangle 100 percent, right yeah like to like, get it to the point where it's like maybe they're up three two mm-hmm. going into in the match six and you're like listen that's the closeout time right like they go up three one right they gotta win to stay alive the next one's like oh this is it like six six is like yeah you got lucky in five so it's like three yeah. like you're three one whatever and then it's like going into three two you're like, we got to do whatever it takes. You do the hammer thing, Get disqualification. Now it's, like, you, now it's like, son of a... Crap, we were about to win. And then they add the stipulation to end it, where yeah. you go, no, now it's no, no DQ. DQ. Or something to have this massive 35-minute blow-off, where you yeah. go, this is ball And the last... Ball. I, think, I think it's going to end with Kenny Omega doing a 10 minutes of just ungodly like you know, like think like lebron james like game seven against the warriors where it's just like this guy is on another level yeah he might even be iwgp us champ at the time he's doing it too who knows um and then he's going nuts and yeah. uh so i think they're gonna win but i think the series has been really good so far and very yeah. interesting to watch yeah all three have been out. different matches so far too which i can appreciate right you start out in the aisle way this time right you get a little more physicality thrown into there yeah um yeah i've been i've been I've been very like subtly, like uh, they'll hit a move and it gets countered because like I've seen it three times already, so yeah. like I know what's right. coming. Like I think it's I think it's been really fun and interesting to watch. Yep. Um, yep. Last one. Oh, oh, I wanted to add a code, so we're gonna talk about it in like three weeks. Yeah. But since there's a break in between, what do you, who's your early favorite for this Osprey Kenny match? Do you think Osprey's just gonna win? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I just just based on the fact that I think he needs it more. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I was just like, I was just thinking about he's not the other because Kenny Kenny wins the U.S. title. Who's beating Kenny for the U.S. Yeah. title? I was just I had a thought in the in the shower yeah. earlier today. <laughs> this is a PG show, Mike. This is a PG show. I know. Uh, I know. My two favorite wrestlers going at it. it's gonna be tough. Um, I was I was thinking I was like, what if like Kenny won, and then he did some Japan stuff just like a little bit, yeah. and then they did the rematch at like double or nothing, and that's when Osprey wins. Could there be like a one for right. one thing? Like we'll give yeah. you Kenny if you give us Osprey for a match, right? Like because like then if you did that, you can't have Osprey win because then Kenny can't rematch because that makes no sense, right? So yeah. I, I don't know. I I, I think if you really on the working relationship they have, yeah, and I don't know what it is. If, and maybe if it's one of those situations where it's like okay, he does beat him, and then we get to Forbidden Door, and then he beats him there because we're I don't know if we're doing Forbidden Door again. I have no idea. Yeah, like uh, Forbidden Door would be a great place right. to do the yeah. rematch too. I just don't know if that. Is. I assume it's gonna be a thing again, but they said they wanted to do it again yeah. after the first one. But yeah, I, I don't know. know. Anyway, okay, so that's a uh, minor stuff. So yeah. now we're getting to the uh, final thing about yeah. AW. Want to talk about right. is we have been clamoring and dying mm-hmm. for this. 
Yeah. Not really this specific this match, match, but, but yeah. just this what we think maybe moment is yeah. FTR challenging finally versus the acclaim for the AEW tag titles. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's very interesting. Man, I don't get a clean finish in this match. I'm gonna be yeah. Yes. So, so a lot of thoughts going into this one, which is interesting because I'm like, if I, I like, if we're thinking like they're gonna hold all the titles, then the downfall starts for mm-hmm. FTR. Yeah. I would be shocked if they win this title and then whoever they go to at final battle lose. Yeah. And if that's the case, then that's why they're doing it now instead of like winter is coming, which is mm-hmm. literally a week, but it's after final battle. Right. So I'm kind of that's and that's why I also don't think they've announced a match for final battle for them is because I think they're waiting oh, for them you know to what? win. Now that you just said that, this is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna ruin it for everybody. Yeah, ruin right it. Now, right, okay? right. So what's gonna happen is they're gonna get this title shot, and then some tag team's gonna interfere and cost FTR the match against the Acclaim, and that's how you're gonna set a final battle, and that's gonna piss me off. Yep. So that's kind of where I was getting to, but if it's somebody stupid like the Gun Club or something at final battle for the tag titles, I'm gonna be pissed. Like. I'm really going to be pissed because that's going to be dumb. If you're going to do the OGK, that's fine, but I don't understand why we're so averse to giving FDR the AEW tag titles. I don't understand. I yes. don't get it. Um, it's going to ruin a really good match, and I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, I do think this match is going to be awesome. I think yeah. they're both I think on gonna fire. Be, yeah, this match is going to be The fun. craziest part was uh, like the Acclaim comes out. They get yeah. the biggest reaction you know, of anyone in AEW probably right now, like really close to it. It's like crazy hot. And then FDR comes out, and it's just as big. Yeah. And they're both kind of like, we, this is cool. we love both of you. Yeah, exactly. Like, what do we do? Yeah, like, like yeah. it's not, there's not like a definite heel or like everyone's just like, like the acclaim will probably. That's what makes act it fun, heels, though. That's what like it's fun. like we don't know. They're like hard tweeners, so it's like yeah. we don't really know. Yeah, it's right. gonna be fun. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be upset. I love the OGK too. I love Mike Bennett. I love Matt Taven. Yeah, some of my favorites. But I'm gonna be really upset if they interfere and ruin this match and. Don't give me what give me what I want. Give me what I want. Alright. Um so that's it, right? Yeah, AEW. so that was all the stuff I had for AEW. Loaded AEW show though. They're really kinda starting to really kind of put the gas on here. Yeah, as WWE's kind of just kinda simmering as we get prep for the Royal Rumble, right? It's kind of one of those situations where it's like, okay, we're starting to build and AEW's like, nope, gas, let's go. Mm-hmm. End of the year, uh, on a high note for sure. Uh, let's talk real quick. Let's talk the uh, World Cup here. We're not going to talk results and all that stuff. But I do want to hit quickly on the men's national team. They get out of the group stage, um, lose, unfortunately, in the round of 16 to the Netherlands 3-1 on Saturday. Um, but my question for you, though, Mike, is this, just real quick before we kind of switch gears here and go to, uh, go to some football news, is... In your opinion, does them making it out of the group stage, them being a, a pretty young team all the way through and, and feeling like they had some success this year, mm-hmm. does it make you as a non-soccer viewer want to watch the World Cup more? Like, Because some people are like, hey, I'll watch the World Cup because it only happens once every four. It's like the Olympics, right? People mm-hmm. just watch it to watch it. But yeah. are you – were you – is it encouraging for you as a non-soccer fan to be like, hey, I, I, I'm at least tied to this team because I feel like there's some potential there, and I feel like they can they can actually make a run at winning the damn thing in the next four to eight years. Does that does that do anything for you at all? The fact they got it out of the group stage, um, not, not really. No. Okay. Um, I I do yeah, like you said, I do watch the World Cup. Uh, yeah. Like we watch the Olympics. 
um, not super diehard into it. Yeah, you're not like super um, serious. You're like you're not living and dying based on results. Yeah, uh, I do watch it regardless if the U.S. is in it. I'll yeah. just like watch it just on the background. Yeah. Um. So I mean, the U.S. was good. It would help a lot, but yeah. they're not. Uh. But yeah, it, nothing against soccer. I just it's just not it's just not the thing necessarily. Yeah. Exactly. I watch it with people, but I'm not like going out of my way to watch it. So even it just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. It'd be me. nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, just thought I'd bring it up, but you know, shout out to them, right? Making it to the round of 16, right? You know, second youngest team in the pool to qualify for the World Cup, youngest team to qualify to the elimination stage. So, lots of stuff to kind of be excited about from that aspect of it. So, uh, looking forward to kind of seeing how they develop over the next few years. I'm sure it'll be, you know, something that's talked about quite a bit here in the next couple. Um, all right, let's shift focus here, though. Let's get to the main event here. We've got college football. Um, before we get to all the games, there's a, some some cleanup duty that we have to do here. Sure. Big news coming out of Michigan outside of it is twofold. Number one, uh, Cade McNamara transferring to the University of Iowa. He's like, I didn't get to throw. I only threw the ball 12 times this whole season. Now I'm going to do it, but as the starter. Um, thoughts on him transferring to Iowa? I think everybody knew as soon as J.J. was named the starter. I was like, okay, well, he's gone, mm-hmm. clearly. Um thoughts on him going to Iowa of all places. I just thought that was an interesting choice for him because to if you're trying to buck the whole I'm a system, I'm just a mm-hmm. don't screw up quarterback, going to Iowa does not help that narrative in the slightest because yes. they I don't mean, throw the ball. Yeah, I was just saying. I he's going to help them immensely. He's going to help them immensely. I mean, having a quarterback that's at least comparable yeah. of playing quarterback is going to yeah. be really good for them. Uh, they do have like some talent on the offensive side. It's just yeah. Petrich just can't. Yeah, they're, do they're, it for yeah, them. Right. Their quarterback just is bad, mm-hmm. so it's gonna be very in, like it's just gonna be fun to see him start mm-hmm. and play somewhere with a really good defense. Yep. And I, honestly, he's in a spot where it's like if I score seventeen, yeah, probably can win most. Probably games. can win a lot of games. Yeah, uh, Michigan doesn't play him next year, so we won't see oh, that matchup. Really? But they do play Michigan State, so we'll get that matchup. I was about to ask that. I was like, does McNamara play Michigan next year? Because nope. that'll be interesting. Nope, not against Iowa. As he sees it, goes, I see why they started JJ. <laughs> <laughs> Coming off a national, yeah, I think their their cross game they played uh, was it uh, home against Iowa two years ago. Last year was at Iowa, so they lost their Iowa cross game. Gotcha. They, they're playing, okay, I, I don't know who they played actually. Okay, Iowa. Um, so that's an interesting thing. And then the other news, right? Some you know some heartbreaking news for sure. Blake Corum out for the year, knee injury. Right, had some surgeries on the meniscus, um, so he's out for the rest of the year. Now Donovan Edwards is like, that's cool. I'll take the job. All good. But. Um, Give me your thoughts on this Michigan team now without Blake Corum indefinite, right? Like he's he's gone for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still as confident in this team going in? Like spoiler alert, they're making the Final Four. That we already knew going in, right? Oh really? Shocker. They only they only had like a ninety nine point six percent chance of making it or something. So something it's... ridiculous. I love how they didn't put not hundred. They're like, there's no way. No, they put like what's it? greater than 99 percent or whatever it was i was like because you can't never i guess you could never say 100 but it's like 100 yeah they're like it's gonna happen yeah um thoughts on this michigan offense though now without blake quorum at all we've seen a couple games now back to back where they've started out slow offensively especially in the run game uh where it's kind of finally come on in the second half but just give me your thoughts on blake quorum being out of the lineup in uh in your chance in michigan's chances going forward um the rest of the season um, I don't think they lose too too much. Um, they, he, he was their whole offense. Yeah, for like he, he was he was he was a lot of <laughs> offense. Um, but I think they've I think they've uh they still looked really good. It, it, it's let me put it to you this way: 
when Michigan State loses Kenneth Walker, the team like was like, I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah. When Michigan loses Blake Quorum, they still look good, good slash competent, which right. is really why I wanted to see it. I'd be more worried if they lost like a couple big defensive players. Right. Like if if like they lost like DJ Turner for a while, or like Mike Morris ends up not playing. Because he didn't play yesterday, but he should be ready for the uh, right. Final Four games or whatever. Right. I'd be more worried about that than the Blake Horn one because I think Donovan Edwards right. is going to be a dog this like for the remainder of the year and next mm-hmm. year. Right. And I think they have a couple other guys that they can at least sub in for Donovan Edwards. Mm-hmm. For some, their running back room for the last like three or four years, dude, has just been so good. Their running back room, their tight end room is oh, criminally. Everyone talks about I, Georgia and and Iowa so having tight ends. Ka- Holy hell! So Kyle was like, uh, I think when was y'all two weeks ago was talking about uh, the Loveland kid, the yeah. tight end out of Idaho. Yeah. He was like the number one recruit out of Idaho. Yeah. That dude's so good. Yeah, coming out here, Moss like, and so two next, people. Next year they're gonna have Eric Allback, Schumacher, and Copeland, who's a sophomore. I know. Like your tight end, yeah, you're gonna run three tight end with tight end attack and Madden all day long. Yeah, literally <laughs> with Andrew Anthony as the one wide receiver out there because your yeah. wide receiver is gonna get taken a hit. But. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't think they're yeah lose. I mean, they lose a lot because I think Corman down Edwards is a better depth than yes. you know Edwards and whoever. But I don't think you're. I don't I'm think really it's looking forward to this month hit. off for them. And hopefully, Edwards gets his hand right. Hopefully he yeah, that they cast. they were saying on the on the cast it was like a couple weeks they could get yeah. it off and like yeah. if he gets it off yeah, then he can catch out of the backfield then you become well, just deadly. hold the ball with two hands that too that, that would be helpful that helps a lot. um so just really quick here uh, my lovely girlfriend sent me this um okay. we're not going to talk the official final four here but the uh, AP top twenty five I saw that yeah That's the AP insane. top twenty five has Georgia at one Michigan at two TCU three. Ohio State four, despite the loss by TCU. But let's go in. Uh, do we want to just break down all these games, Mike? Real yeah, we can. I'll give you a signal if yeah. you're talking. If they, if I see the official announcement. Right. So USC Utah, right? Pac-10 championship. USC going into the game, number four team in the country, number four in the college football playoff. Um, basically, win and you're in, right? That's the that's the goal for USC and USC win. I'll take that bet and lose. So um, they out. Um, they lose to Utah big. They blow a 17-3 lead early on. Utah just seemed to have their number for whatever reason because USC can't play defense. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's it's one of those situations where it's frustrating if you're a Michigan fan because you're going, okay, so we've given Ohio State new life now, right, because that was basically what needed to happen. Um, give me your thoughts, though, on this game and how USC clearly dropped the ball in the biggest way. And it's one of those things where it's like, if you're a USC fan, I don't feel like you're like I, you're disappointed, but you're not like overly disappointed because you weren't really expecting to be in this contention this quickly under Lincoln Riley. Yeah, it's a weird place to be. Yeah, no, I think uh, I mean considering that they were um, what were they last year like they're six, terrible six wins yeah. with Kyle Slavis out there. Um, they, I mean, eleven and one in the Pac-12 championship is a great spot. Yeah. I also wasn't too afraid of them yeah. in general right. like i well, think it's a, one te- it's a one-man team it's really a one-man team yep. um like i think tcu and and uh, usc both i was like michigan got either one yeah i'm not i like if somehow michigan got jumped to one after that Ohio State game they play usc i'm like i'm not sitting here like oh my god i don't know if we can beat usc because as you can see that defense it's atrocious. is atrocious still yeah, for sure. um so i i wasn't necessarily worried mm-hmm. about usc um, it's a Caleb Williams show, which we're talking about Caleb Williams next year. He'll probably be the number one. Can we talk talking about too, about how one loss should define a Heisman trophy run? 
Yeah. Like, dude, he's clearly the best guy. Yeah, no, he, he definitely put, should. I he think put he a team on his back, and they, the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm kind of done with the Heisman altogether, quite frankly. The, the Heisman like, doesn't mean anything Yeah, the Heisman anymore. to me means absolutely nothing. Yeah, so. I don't get it. Oh, he's the Heisman Trophy winner. Who gives a shit? This yeah. Well, now it's it's close to the NFL MVP, except yeah, at it's least a quarterback he, award. I, I like, but the NFL MVP will reward an amazing running back season. Yeah. Like, Adrian Peterson's like, you did so much for Minnesota. We'll give yeah, it to you, right. but it's basically a quarterback road. The the Heisman is a quarterback award. Yeah, the, I don't think they'll ever give it to a running back or anyone else ever again. again. Yeah, there was that string there was like Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry was like, oh, they're really really good, but they had to have like two thousand yards. Yeah, you had to have like two thousand yards and like twenty five touchdowns, even yeah. like be considered. And if you're a defender, you're never winning the Heisman. Sorry, yeah. that's Charles Woodson, and that's it. Yeah, literally, Sorry, that's it's ever. never happening. It's yeah. never There's ever. There's no happening. defensive player that's going to impact you enough to yeah. to win it unless you play offense. That's yeah. the reason why even Jabril was even, and Jabril was never winning the Heisman. Sorry, yeah. Michigan fans. But uh, anyway, so yeah, so USC goes down. They go to two losses, right? Utah, they get their revenge, I guess. I don't well, really know. They they won the first time. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Utah's got to feel like this season was a big like letdown because you're like, man, we could we beat USC twice, but we lost to like yeah, other exactly. Random teams. You're like, come on, man. So that's interesting. Um, going into it, right? Big Twelve Championship. TCU, Kansas State goes to OT. TCU for goes some for reason, a question. Probably shouldn't have gone to OT. With like a left. minute twenty they left, they were like, let's take knees and go into OT. When yeah, I, didn't I feel like you could have tried something. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, loses in overtime to Kansas State. Kansas State does get their revenge from an earlier season loss. Uh, TCU now goes to twelve and one. No Big Twelve championship. Everyone's super emotional for the Texan Christian University Bullfrogs. Bully up. Yeah, bully uh, up. Um, I don't know if that's their saying or not, but I'm gonna go with it. Um. I'm, I'm, I hope it's hashtag let's get froggy, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> I think it, I think it's horned up. <laughs> I think it's horned up. I love it. Um, but uh, so TCU loses, and that's where some of the intrigue started to happen for some people on television. I don't know why, but nonetheless. So they're 12 and 1. Um, they're still number three in the AP rankings. Mike, does this do anything for you on TCU? It very much felt like they're playing with house money. So mm-hmm. they went, went okay, we, we lose, that sucks, we don't get the Big 12 championship, but we're still playing for a, a shot at the national title. So mm-hmm. this sucks, but also, eh. Yeah, I feel like, especially once the game was like really close at the end, I feel like TCU yeah. was kind of like, there's no way yeah. we can really right. drop a spot. Yeah. Like, So I think if I was TCU, if I was a big TCU fan, mm-hmm. I'm watching that USC game yesterday going, I hope they lose. Yeah, because if USC won, yeah. then the pressure's on TCU to win. Absolutely. Because then you get jumped and you have to play Georgia and yeah. like Michigan last year. It's like that's probably the one team you didn't want to play was Georgia last year, right. and you had to face them unfortunately. Right. Um, but I think uh, once you went overtime and USC lost, you're like, you know what? Even in a loss, that's probably why they didn't want to take the shot to go down the field. Because if you're like, we lost an overtime game by three, should be better than an Ohio State-Alabama not playing in the game. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. it just looks better, mm-hmm. and the resumes match up better. So I think TCU at that point was like, we're probably good no matter what, so let's just hit overtime. If we win, we win the Big 12 championship, but if we lose, we're still the number three team probably. Right. So right. I don't think it really, like, impacted yeah. them too much. Yeah. It's it's really, it's, you know, 
it's you know it's interesting and you know so before we go to the last two games because they're a lot less interesting because they're kind of blowouts right it, it isn't I, I i find it difficult for people and we don't know the official ranking so i'm not going to get ahead of myself but yeah, give it like another five minutes it is hard it is really hard for anybody to be like well alabama should be in over over tcu i go i understand the resume I don't. I didn't understand how you have both Ohio State and Alabama jumping both TCU and USC, and you're like, oh no, this is, makes the most sense. I go, they didn't play a game, yeah. and I think that's the hardest part for me too. Is that depending on these goes, um, because Michigan and, and, and Georgia won. Spoiler alert. Um, it's very hard for anybody to really justify because you had three undefeated teams going in there. Number one, having a two-loss team of any sort does not make any sense, um, and then two, having a team in Ohio State jump a TCU team to get to that number three spot would set a really bad precedence for every bowl game going every uh, championship game going forward, because you're basically telling any team that's undefeated going into your conference championship game, don't play. Mm -hmm. It's better for you not to play because if you play and you lose, then a team who didn't play this weekend is hopping you in a potential final four or even final 12, depending on, you know, because here's the thing. When it gets expanded to 12 games, what happens? Mm-hmm. You, you lose that bye now, right? So that bye week is important if you're one of the top four teams. You want that bye. So there's a lot of there's a lot that goes into it. I just can't imagine Ohio State jumping. I, I do want to talk briefly here before we talk about the other two games. Should, should Ohio State even be in this conversation? Or is it just simply because every other team's got two losses? Tennessee got banged up late. Bama didn't take care of business because they're not the Bama that we're used to. It feels like if the if the shoe was on the other foot, Michigan would not be getting the same level of love, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I know we keep bringing up the Penn State win for Ohio State, but sorry, that doesn't do anything for me because Penn State's garbage. Sorry to come up. Okay. Um, I, I do think Ohio State should be in. Okay. Um. I no, just, especially because USC lost. Yeah, so I mean, like yes. my, my eye test for them in US now if USC won, they're in. But on a loss, I just look at I think Ohio State's just a better team than them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. like if you played on a neutral field and you said like what's the spread with Georgia and Ohio State? What's the spread between Georgia and USC? Mm-hmm. I think it's far smaller against Ohio State than it would be against yeah. USC. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. I just with how bad USC's defense is, it's like yeah. those Oklahoma teams where I'm like, I just don't see a way. Man, we watched so many of those games together, and we're just like, God, this. this it's just not. not it's just not. They're just yeah. not good. Like yeah. you, like you, like Alabama or whoever it was, right. LSU, Alabama whatever. Kills it was just, them. It's just too much yeah. for a bad defense. Mm-hmm. And I think at least Ohio State's defense, whether Michigan, you know, kind of ran up the score on them near the end of the game through three quarters, yeah. held their own at least a little bit. Yeah. And I think their offense can at least. Hang, hang, and compete with Georgia, where I think Caleb Williams can also probably do that, but they just don't have the defense for it. So yeah. that's why I I think just pure eye test yeah. because it's kind of close. I would say Ohio State gets that spot. Now you don't think there's any chance that do you, you don't think that there should be a way that Ohio State jumps? Okay, so we, do we have it officially now? Yeah, we. we I guess we don't have four, but yes, okay. we have three. We got, okay, so let's let's just let's just get into it now. I guess then we'll talk the the Georgia Michigan games here in a second, yeah. but. Um, so we, officially, we know right now, Georgia's one, Michigan is two, TCU, TCU is, is number three. Yes. So that eliminates a lot of talking points. 
Yeah, it does eliminate a lot of which we were to fucking get yeah. into. And number four, we are going to assume we, we don't have official confirmation. I don't have yet. it officially yet. I, I can't it's, imagine it's going to be Ohio State. It's going to be Ohio State. Okay. So let's take a moment right there, right? Mike's still watching the Twitter feeds just in case, just to be double sure. College football is set. Georgia versus Ohio State Peach Bowl in Atlanta, Georgia. There Michigan is. versus TCU Fiesta Bowl, Glendale, Arizona. There it is. Okay. And with that connotation of where they're being played, that means Georgia and Ohio State will probably be the earlier game, too. Okay. Okay. Because I'm yeah. assuming they're going to because uh, in Ari- they're going to Arizona, so that'll be the West Coast. So we'll probably put that on. Yep. Um, yep. Last, if yes. I had to guess. Yes. Just so, like last year, two yeah. three played the last game of the year. Yeah. Usually, year. from my memory, they usually flip like yeah. one four plays before. But I also think it might just depend on where they play because I can't imagine they're going to play the the game in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Also, interesting note is Georgia Ohio State is playing in Georgia. Yeah. Right. Like, right. they got the Peach Bowl for Atlanta, Georgia. So, yeah. they're basically Georgia's getting a home game. Yeah. So, that That's also right. is going to— Nobody wanted that be. No one was like, hmm, even if you are four, do you really want it before? <laughs> yeah. I was like, like, do you really want to die? But, yeah. So, so we have it officially set. Georgia, yep. Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. So. All right. So, we got it. It's locked in. I, I do think the committee got it right. I, yes. I don't love the fact that Ohio State gets in at four. But with the nature of everybody else also having two losses, it's kind of inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you've never had a two-loss team in the four-team bracket like this. Yes. Um, let's let's quickly hit on the games then, and then let's talk these. Um, let's just briefly just initial impressions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Georgia takes care of business against LSU. Game really wasn't close at any point in time after seven-seven. The game kind of got out of hand. It was thirty-five ten and a half. Um, Georgia looks like the team to beat, Mike. Um, are you? I mean, good. I mean, I don't think they're as good as they were last year, just because you had all that first-round talent, but. Georgia still looks really good. Any any can any any thoughts on that Georgia LSU game outside of the fact that LSU clearly was never going to win that game? <laughs> oh no, I mean I Georgia was it. That's yeah, that's everything. Yeah. I mean I I had that in Michigan were the two I was like a hundred percent certain we're going to win their games. Yeah. Everyone else I was like you can make the argument. you can make the argument. I did think USC and TCU were both going to go in and win mm-hmm. their games, mm-hmm. but I was like there is a argument to be made that Utah. Because they right. won before, could do right. it again. Mm-hmm. Kansas State, I was actually lesser on. I was like, I don't know if Kansas State's going to beat TCU. Cause I TCU, so TCU, TCU was, came out and played Iowa State so well. I was like, man, they're just they're starting to peak now. Yeah, they're like rolling right now. Yeah. Had a couple uh, mistakes in that game, but you know what are you can do. All right, and then obviously the last game of the night, Michigan beating Purdue big. They win by well, like three scores or something like that at the end of it, right? They let Purdue hang around, and, and it very felt like Michigan went in was like, hey, listen, we're just going to not get beat over the top, right? We're going to play a soft zone coverage a good chunk of the time. Purdue kind of took it, but they settled for five field goals, Mike. Purdue did five field goals they threw for a ton of yards mm-hmm. through five field, you know five field goals though jj got the you know i thought jj today or on, on saturday looked better than he did against ohio state from a consistency standpoint i know he had the one really bad interception because he was really feeling himself but outside of that like the rollouts right i thought he made some really nice throws he had two passes that he kind of short-armed a little bit outside of that though i thought he made the right throws i thought he threw a rope to Ronnie Bell to kind of clinch it at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts on Michigan's win. Back-to-back Big Ten champs. First time since 2003, 2004 mm-hmm. that they've done that. Yeah, big for them. Um, they need to come out with I know some none back- of this is moot because talk- we want to talk about the Final Four. Yeah, yeah, um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, <laughs> but I think, I mean, it's uh, – it's it's big for Michigan. I, I I care more about the Final Four than yeah. I did this game. Yeah. Like watching this Purdue one early on, I was like, honestly, Can we talk about bad this broadcast was. By the way, 
Fox sucks. Oh, Fox is always. Bad. I love Joel Klatt. I love uh, what's his Gus nuts? Johnson. Gus Johnson. They're yeah. fine. Gus Johnson's ridiculous, but he's fine. Yeah, I love he's Joel like Klatt. Very over the top. And yeah, it's really funny. In a fun way. But... Uh, I love Joel Klatt. I know some people think he's annoying, but I do think he tries to offer a very measured and like unbiased take on I, a lot I of will, things. Yeah, I think I think if you aren't a big sports fan, yeah. Or like like the intricacy of the college football game, you're just like watching it. Yeah. I would I would assume he'd probably be really annoying. Yeah. Because he's really like he likes to break yeah, things down. Like, Why does this work? Yeah. He's he, like he's like so know. right now they're sitting in a cover two with these yeah. guys going on the flat, and I'm like if you didn't like if you're just watching the game casually and not like really in depthly caring because they spent a lot of time right breaking breaking down. stuff yeah. plays down. There's stuff a- I appreciate, but I know there are some people that like I would watch a game with that are like. I don't care that they're running a cover free zone. I just want to see the game. There was an instance in the game where Michigan ran a run play and Purdue stopped it for like two yards, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, here's why this worked. And then the very next play, Donovan Edwards broke like a nine-yard run. And they went, and now here the next play, this is why they did this, is because the linebacker this time did not do the right – did not have yeah. gap control, so it is. I do appreciate that. Just way too many commercials. Um, all yeah, right, let's. Yeah, was you know overall fine. Didn't like the fact that they was as close as it was at halftime. I don't like letting t- bad teams hang around in these types of games because you never know what momentum can do. I just don't like it. It's just you know for me. I I I, did, I was never concerned that Purdue was going to win this game. I just didn't want anyone to be like, wow, that was really close, and they had to sweat it out. I didn't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, second half though, as per usual, they poured it on and back to men. Big Ten champs. Okay, Pr- quickly. I don't want to get super in depth here because we're going to do that as we get closer to the game. Initial impressions of the Final Four, and then also of these matchups quickly as we kind of wind this show down. I don't want to go fully in depth. Yeah. I want to ruin stuff. But initial impressions: one and four, Ohio State, Georgia. For you, what's the first thing that sticks out in your mind when when you think about this matchup? Outside of the fact that Ohio State's going to get mobbed. <laughs> Um, does Jackson Smith Njigba play? That's a great. That's a because great. Because if to bring he up. plays with Marvin Harrison, it's a different ball. Game. It's a lot different yep. than if he's not playing. Okay. Um, and he's probably the biggest like play or not play factor to me. Everyone else, mm-hmm. if if Trevon Henderson ends up playing, I don't think yeah. it's going to make much of a difference no. necessarily. But I think that Jackson Smith Njigba plays. Game's closer. Yeah. Doesn't play. Not as close. Doesn't probably. help that Stetson Bennett's playing really good ball right oh, he's now. He's so good. He's playing. Really, I didn't see. I mean, he's thirty-five years. old. I was gonna old, say. But... I saw a tweet where he was like, he's hyping himself up at twenty-four years old, throwing slant passes to eighteen to nineteen-year-olds. I was like, that's so funny, so true. But hey, he's he's doing it. He's doing his thing. So yeah, good for him. For sure, he's the oldest quarterback to ever win an SEC championship. I go. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing to have. All right. Or not. So Vegas comes out. Yep. With their initial spreads okay. for these games. Okay. So since we're talking about Georgia Ohio State first. Yep. Uh, who do you think is favored? Well, Georgia. <laughs> I can't. By imagine. how many points? I'm going to say 16 and a half. Wow. You are shooting way too high. Really? And this, I mean, this might be the first time you might want to get in and gamble if you think it's yeah. that high. Six and a half. Really? Here's why I, I said so high. Number one, Ohio State's backing their ass into it. The last time they played, they showed their ass. Yeah. Number one. Number two, Nobody looks like they're stopping Georgia right now. Number three, they're basically at home. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's the only reason why I felt like I didn't think they were going to give Ohio State as much credit as they are because I felt like, okay, who have they beaten? At least LSU could say, hey, we beat Bama. Barely, but they did, right? Yeah. You had you had things you could t- tangibly say. Maybe Yep. Ohio State hasn't done any of that. Beating a okay Notre Dame team and beating a average Penn State team, at, at I get it, in Penn State, I understand – 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why I thought maybe it would be higher. I thought that's why you were bringing it up, too. I thought you were saying Oh, no, no, no. I was just bringing them up because yeah. they no, no, just came out sense. already. So. What's the spread for uh, Michigan TCU? What do, you, what do you think it is? I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you Michigan's favorite. Yeah, four and a half. You want to try again? That low or high, higher? Higher. Really? Wow. You know why? Because nobody likes TCU. This is why. Eight and a half. Nine and a half. Damn, that was close. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I got thrown off because you said the other one was closer. I was like, "Come on, man!" Yeah, no, I I just found it interesting that Georgia is a closer game for Vegas because they don't think TCU is very good. Yeah, and that's that, fair. That's that's a hundred percent. And that's and the interesting part is I would bet the Georgia line right now at six and a half because I think they probably win by at least a touchdown. Yeah. At this moment, yeah. If I could get TCU at ten and a half, yeah. If Michigan wins by more than ten, that's basically a blowout in that situation. Yeah, because that's I, not... I, I don't think TCU is necessarily as bad as Here's I don't the... think they're. So I th- like like when we saw Cincinnati last year. Yeah, I was like Cincinnati's not on that level. They're not. I think TCU is kind of on that level. I think TCU is better than Cincinnati. I don't think. Let me put it this way: I don't think TCU beats Ohio State. Michigan or Georgia? No, they're the four of four. They're the four of four, but because their resume looks yes. better than Ohio State's, they're three. Yes. If you objectively went, it, and here's the here's the real debate: is if you objectively like who are probably the four best teams in college football right now? Yeah. It's probably Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama. Yeah. It's probably and how that's it would the go. and that's the shtick that Nick Saban tried to swing was like, let's be real: if you're gonna put us against TCU, who's favored? Bama's going to be, even if it's by a point and a half, yeah. they're going to be favored just yes. because they're Bama and they have And I think with Bryce Young and Will Anderson, I think they would win yes. that matchup too. Yes. But it's it's not about that. Yeah. And here's the thing. You didn't take care of business when you are supposed to. And Bama, Listen, all you had to did, do did handle you, business. If you stopped LSU, you might be in it. You're 100% in it. Yeah. You're 100% in it. Because your only loss is to Tennessee. Right. Who, and you're playing Georgia. Yeah, in the SEC championship too, you would be playing Georgia. That's so maybe game. you have a chance there, or even if maybe you keep it close and you lose by like right. six or something, then you're and then in that TCU spot. lose, you go well. TCU lost, yeah, but they were twelve. And there's 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 things you adds a lot more. That one play, yep, changes a lot, changes a lot of things. But all things considered, um, yeah, here's the thing about TCU. TCU is a scrappy team, right? They don't do anything overtly well. They do everything good, right? Yes. They're just kind of like they don't have that one thing. They don't have a dynamic passing attack. They try to run the ball. I know uh, Duggan is there. You know, he's six foot four. He's a big kid. Um, he's got some big receivers. Yeah, he's got some big dudes, right? Uh, by the way, we talked last week, just as a side note, we talked last week how this was kind of the JJ game, right, for Ohio State. That was his coming out party. This game was the Will Johnson game. Oh, Will oh, Johnson was so my good. good. That interception on that slant pass, phenomenal. One of the yeah. best plays I've ever seen a corner make because yeah. he read it and he went, nope, not today. Phenomenal. Yeah. Sorry. No, Will, but, no, Will Johnson as a freshman, you got him for two more years. It's first-round pick. Yeah. He's a first-round pick. Barring injury, is a first-round pick. Yeah. Um, good. Just so we're all clear. Yeah, right. But um, all things considered, though, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of – I'm not – I'm a little bit shocked that it's as high as it is. I, I don't I don't think – I don't I don't love it at 9.5, but it's – jeez, 10 It's a good – it is a good betting, betting number, number because yeah. you're like, I don't know which one I would want to take. I do – I think the Georgia one should be a little higher because I think a I lot of people too. are going to slam that 6.5. Yeah. I think, I think it will get higher. Yes. Because I don't think – I don't think a lot of people are like, oh – I and think people why. are going to wait Ohio State till they get over seven, yeah. because then you're just like, oh, seven. Here's like, the other thing too, though, maybe, is but. that I don't, I don't see Georgia. And like I said, this is just preliminary stuff. Georgia plays the same kind of game Michigan does. Yeah, you're not tougher than Georgia in the trenches. I'm sorry, you're just yeah. not. 
So if you don't get out and track meet these guys quickly, it's going to be a long day at the office for Ohio State. And quite frankly, I hope Georgia beats Ohio State's ass. I hope they do. I hope they yeah. destroy them. Now, I will say, ratings-wise, you got Michigan-Ohio State in the national championship. That might be the Michigan biggest Michigan take care of business. I don't want to be coming on this show and talking about a TCU-Georgia national championship that game. Really, that would suck. Yeah. Michigan Michigan is in the spot that— uh, You're expected to win. You have to Like, win. there's there's always the one of the final four games normally mm-hmm. most years where it's like you need that one team to win— to, to make, make the, the national, national championship feel something. And, like, the NFL does the same thing. Normally, yeah. like, when you go into the championship weekend for AFC-NFC, there's, like, that one team that you're, like... Like, last year, you're, like, Rams 49ers. You're really hoping Rams win. Because Rams, Bengals, Rams, Chiefs are both fun. Yeah. 49ers, Bengals... Let's be is, clear. Nobody wanted them. In the NFL, nobody wanted the Bengals to win that game. Everyone's like, we need the Chiefs. No, no, to, everyone yeah. wanted the Chiefs. <laughs> but, like, yeah. like I'm, I'm cool yeah. with Bengals-Rams, though. Right. Yeah. Bengals-49ers oh, would be God. a snooze fest. Yes. And so, but, yes. like, I think... Michigan's in that spot where it's like Michigan, Ohio State, awesome. Michigan, Georgia, a rematch from last year, awesome. TCU versus these teams are not as fun. So, no. like, Michigan's in the we need to take care of business slot. Yes. Which they've never really been in. I think they actually, here's the thing I think they have been. I thought the Illinois game and Purdue both are smaller versions of this. Yeah, sure. In the sense of we've got Ohio State next week. Yeah. We have to take oh, yeah, care of this yeah, today. I guess I was thinking more in like the playoff yeah. term, no, like, no, no. like yeah. big. This game is terms. the next step for Jim Harbaugh's program. Yeah, is get to the final, get to the national. You've won the Big Ten back to back years. You've now beaten Ohio State back to back years. You have now gone to the Final Four now back to back years. Now is you are going to be favored, where last year you weren't. No, clearly, you need to go in, take care of it. You need to beat TCU. I don't care how. I don't care if it's by a field goal. Don't care. Mm-hmm. This is this is the only game where I'm going to go. I'm not expecting them to come out and beat the pants off somebody. They're a better team than TCU. Yeah. I think they're more balanced. They're a better team. They should beat TCU. And then at that point, just get there. Mm-hmm. Get to the national championship and throw everything you have at them against Georgia. And if it's or Ohio State, State fine. But either way, you leave no stone unturned. No. This is Michigan's best chance to win a national yeah, championship. Yeah, I, I think this year slash potentially next year. Yeah. Is like your little window that you're opening, and we don't know how long it's going to stay yeah. open because JJ will probably leave after next year. Yeah. So just get it done. This is like your two year window with JJ yep. and a really good team yes. to be like you have to do it one of these two years. This statistically could be the best Michigan team ever. They win the national championship. Oh yeah, fifteen zero. Yeah. Yeah. This is the best. They've never been thirteen and zero. No. So I mean, you know, just by the nature of the of the game, but now you have an opportunity to do something that's never been done in Michigan's history. That's crazy to me. And next week I am going to talk about Harbaugh specifically a little bit more because I do have a question for you on that as well. But that's going to be it for this week's show, guys. Again, once again, it's going to be Georgia, Ohio State at the Peach Bowl. It's going to be Michigan, TCU in the Fiesta Bowl. All right, good for me. I knew those. I knew those. Mm-hmm. That's going to be it on New Year's Eve. We're going to be talking a lot more about it over the next coming weeks. we got some other stuff coming your way next week, including a big Jim Harbaugh question. i got a rock Roman Reigns question. i got a lot of stuff coming from my oh, yeah, we next talk week. About that, That's yeah. fine. That's fine. We'll talk about it next week. No rush there. That's going to be it, though. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck So Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyka. We will see you guys, as always, next time.